It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup of all that happens in the world of sports. And once again, I have my good friend, Mr. Rahul Puri, uh, who's not in a very good uh, mood. He's not in a great frame of mind. And uh, as a friend, I will be gentle with him. Hello, Mr. Puri. Hello, Mr. Khan. And uh, uh, actually, I'm in a pretty decent frame of mind. Um, You know, Saturday night was five nights ago so uh, we managed to piece ourselves back together so uh, understood yeah. I mean I, 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 I stayed away from you for a couple of days this is true but I did ask you to <laughs> yes you asked me to stay away from you so I stayed away from you okay so we are going to discuss the tumultuous uh, uh, Champions League final and a lot happened in it so we're going to discuss that we're going to talk about the IPL and Chennai has come back and come back with a bang. And uh, it seems like the senior citizens have somehow won the champion, uh, the, the, the IPL. So we have two big finals, two big discussions. Let's start with the Champions League. Um, okay, the Salah injury, we will discuss about Ramos. But the one thing that we have to give them is the fact that they are three-time champions. And that takes some doing. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, in the cold, cold light of the aftermath, I mean, you also have to say that uh, certainly second half, they were far and away the, the better side. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Liverpool without Salah are just not the same uh, attacking threat. Um, and uh, second half after Salah went off for Real, I think they're... The, the experience really kicked in, and you know you do have to look at, at both of the sides. Um, and uh, you know, I had uh, tweeted before the game that uh, as long as the match sort of went on uh, nil nil, um, the chances that Real would emerge uh, victorious uh, would be higher because at the end of the day, you're talking of a team that is two, the were two-time champions, now three-time champions. Um, they know how to win those football matches, and uh, you know, I think that. Um, you, you have to give it to um, them. They know how to win those matches and uh, they certainly showed that in the second half. Yeah, absolutely, Raul. And I think the one thing that, you know, it's it's kind of been a funny ride for, for Zidane. You know, he's not got the tactics right in in uh, the the domestic league. I mean, how do you explain that? How do you explain the fact that here's, the, here's a kind of a coach who's, you know, got it right in the European League. He's got it right twice in the European uh, circuit. But... Domestically, the team just seemed to disintegrate. I mean, a lot of people are giving it to a, a favorable. I mean, the, the the luck factor, the fact that you know they bossed. I mean, they they were lucky, but were they just lucky, or how do you explain the difference, Rahul? Between I, I certainly uh, don't think that they're lucky. I, I don't think you can win the European Cup uh, in the format that it is. I mean, things did, but lucky, yeah, things but... did. Things did um, fall into their place. I mean, look at the Juventus game, you know, where it was just a last-minute sure. you know, kind mean, of thing. You know, Bayern Munich had a couple of couple of injuries I, when I, they played I, Madrid. I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, to, to put it down to luck, I think, is is unfair to, to this Real side. Is this a great Real side? No. No, it's not. Um, it's a Real Madrid side with numerous flaws. Um, but I think that... You know, if you can put it down to the fact that this is a team that gets up for the big occasions. They know how to win those crunch moments. They don't have to play well for 90 minutes. And if you look at um, them in the European Cup over 
you know, all the, the matches that they played, they were never good for 90 minutes. But they know they how to win. They were never good for 90 minutes. They, that... they know how to win the big moments. And, uh, you know, even if you look at the final, it was the big moments that they knew how to deliver and they delivered. Yeah, I mean, that I think is the, is the, is the uh, difference between the winning team and the losing team that... You know, Madrid somehow just pulled themselves together for the big moments. And the big moment in the game was actually, you know, Ramos's challenge on Salah. It was not an illegal challenge, even though it was a mercenary challenge. I mean, let's, let's put it down in perspective. It was a mercenary challenge to try and bring a, bring a player down. And, you know, they somehow seem to, they somehow do anything to win. It's like Madrid will do anything to win. Agreed, but I mean, why? Why? I mean, I, look, the 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 morning after, I wanted somebody to kill Sergio Ramos, um, frankly. But I mean, that's the player that he is. This is not a surprise to anybody. I mean, Sergio Ramos is a thug. He's not a football player. This is what he's in the Madrid side to Four. do. He's in the Madrid side to. Kick, foul, snarl, you know, that's what he's there to do. And, you know, I, I'm not defending what he did because what he did was horrible. But um, for us to suddenly turn around and, and say that, oh, you know, it's what he does. Um, what I find amazing is is that the referees still managed to give him a lot of leeway um, with it. I, I'm not saying they give him a, a great deal of leeway. He's been sent off plenty of times. Um it was a professional foul. There's no doubt about it. It was a completely professional foul. Um, I would stop short of saying that, that Ramos knew he was trying to break Salah's arm or something like that. No, I'd that stop I short of saying that. Yeah, I think I think that was. I think that would be carrying it too far. Oh, yeah, but the but I mean, he he certainly wanted to bring Salah down, and in a football match. Um, when you bring somebody down, there's a chance that you're going to hurt them. I mean, that's just that's the nature of the game. Absolutely, and I think I think that is what the Madrid team does, uh, Rahul. I mean, they were in every game. You know, they do anything to win. It's it's almost like that they will they will they will not stop at anything to win. Yeah, I mean, yes, that is true. But you also have to look at. I mean, you you can put down um, you know experience uh, to it, but I can uh, put it down to just looking at the two benches of the two teams. Um, yeah, it was one-one. It was a stalemate, and when Salah goes off, Liverpool bring on a half-fit on Lallana, um, and in the second half, Real Madrid bring on a hundred million pound Gareth Bale, and ultimately um, he leave aside, leave aside the the Loris Carius flap for the third goal. It was his overhead kick that was that was the difference. And and frankly speaking, I said it um, on the Sunday morning after the game. I mean, it, it's a goal worthy of winning any game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a, that was a great goal, and you know, it was, you know, it and, was something and, that was and, worthy. And of. I think it, it, you know, you can people can Liverpool can point at, at Carius and, and the nightmare that he had and, and all of those things. But for me. Um, this is what I was worried about. I was worried about the fact that as the game goes on, if you compare Liverpool's bench to Real's bench, I mean, there's no question, there's no comparison between the two benches. And um, ultimately, I think that that is what told. 
And and where does that leave Zidane now? I mean, he had a horrendous domestic season, but I think the European glory will will overshadow that. And 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 he's there now for a while at Madrid. I mean, I, I don't see. I him think going so. away for I think I think that the challenge that Zidane has now, and you know, this is something that we've discussed before, is this isn't a great Real Madrid side, and Zidane knows it, and he knows that he has to make big changes if. Um, if the they side is going to compete yeah. regularly in La Liga. Um, and that's what his challenge is going to be. And I have a feeling that's what the club will be telling him. that Listen, mate, you've got a couple of years. We need to win La Liga. Yeah, I think La Liga is going to be the challenge for next year. But right now, they are European champions three times in a row. I don't see many clubs uh, uh, being able to break that record for a while, Rahul. I, I don't see, you know, I, I it's it's going to be completely... It's it's it is a record. It is it Absolutely. is something. There, 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 are, what, there are three or four managers that have ever won three Real, three European Cups. Period. 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 Zidane's yeah. done it three times in a row. I mean, you know, it, it's um, it's a phenomenal achievement. And you know, in the wake of um, you know, uh, Carius is shooting himself in the foot and all the negativity over Ramos, it's it's. It's very easy to lose sight of the fact that this is a phenomenal achievement. Yes, and I think now, moving on from here, I think uh, it next year more clubs will be challenging for it. I mean, I think Liverpool will go and, you know, uh, regroup and, 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 and buy new players. I mean, Barcelona will be back. Uh, Guardiola will be back to, to compete for it. The Bayerns will always be there. Juventus, uh, the PSG will come back to, 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 to compete for it. So next year is going to be even tougher. So it's going to be it's going to be good football again next year. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, the the, the European Cup remains um, the ultimate football prize in Europe, doesn't it? Um, and yep. it's the one that everybody wants to win. And, and pretty much in the world. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's the one that everybody wants to win. And, and you can certainly see Barcelona, uh, Manchester City, um, you know, PSG... Bayern Munich, you know, these are all all clubs that um, are winning their domestic leagues out of sight. And their focus next season is purely and solely going to be the European Cup. Absolutely, Rahul. And um, let's see what happens. We have the World Cup coming up. I mean, that is something which is going to be our next podcast where we will be doing a complete preview of what's going to happen in the World Cup. But right now we will let football rest. It's been a it's been a it's been a very very tough season for all the clubs for all the for all the players, and now they have to just pick themselves up again yeah, and yeah. Uh, prepare themselves for the World Cup. It's, yeah, it's not absolutely. Be, it's, it, it, it's, the fiesta of football is is upon us in fourteen days or, or something like that. In fourteen days, yeah. yes. So it's it's just upon us, and we will let the the the, the, the club championship get away, and now move on to the World Cup. But before we do that, this week we are also going to talk about the IPL. I mean, the IPL had uh, great matches, very good, very good cricket. But once again, like it has been in other sports where the Federer and the Nadals have come back, in cricket too, Rahul, it was a 30-plus team that went on to win it. You know, it was no, and, and, it's uh, absolutely a, a very similar story to Real Madrid, isn't it? I mean, you know, you look at it is they didn't have a great team on paper. It, it's it's just emerging. Um, you know, everybody w- wants to talk up youth, but um, it's just emerging that experience and and knowledge and know how and and the ability to to execute in pressure situations. I mean, that's worth its weight in gold, isn't it? And you know, I think. Yeah, Can I just show that? I mean, they just showed that if you hung tough in the tough moments, 
Uh, you I had, had to win the crucial moments. The yeah, they had a. I mean, they had really tough moments, and I think the once again, what it what it showed was the fact that you have to win the key moments in the in the game. If you win those key moments, you know you can win the overall game. You can lose five key moments, but you need to win the two key moments in a game. You you, you have you have to you have to be you have to hang in there. You have to be in it to win it. I mean, you know if. Chennai didn't get a run for for the first four overs of their innings. I mean, Shane Watson was none off ten balls. I mean, if he panicked at that point, um, you know, the situation could have been very different. But he didn't panic. He he kept his head down. He he, he said, "All right, fine. You know, I don't have to do anything ridiculous here. Um, I can make it up. It's a good wicket." Uh, and uh, he went off. He went off and and absolutely played a blinder. Absolutely, and I think. Let's take away the winners of the IPL. I mean, the one man who's actually proved that he is the best captain I have seen or you have seen or pretty much the world has seen is Mahindra Singh Dhoni Rahul. He's taken a team, you know, he's taken players like Ambati Raidu who were let go by their own franchises. In this entire tournament, he's not played Imran Tahir more than two games. He dropped Harbhajan in the last game in a big final. You know, it just required balls of steel to do things the way Mahindra Singh Dhoni did. But I mean, it's Dhoni. I, I think that there's there's no question about the fact that if you're looking for a limited overs captain, um, you don't look any further than Dhoni. I mean, he is a man that never panics. He's a man that always believes that um, his team can win. He always his teams will always play positively, um, and you know he constructed his side around match winners. You know, he just went out there and said, all right, fine, you know, Dwayne Bravo's not in the greatest of form, but he's a match winner. Shane Watson's not, in, hasn't, you know, he didn't have the most consistent uh, IPL season, but he's a match winner. And he just went out and put guys in places. And that's the thing about Chennai. If you look at Chennai throughout the whole season, you can count the numbers of players that won them games. Um, yeah. Dhoni won them a game. Watson won them Watson a game. Watson won them a game. Ryder won them a game. Ryder won them a game. won them a game. You know, uh, Ryder won them a game. You know, you're, you're talking of... Rhino won them a game. You know, you're talking of sort of six, seven, eight players that won them a game. And that meant that Dhoni was not banking on, you know, one player, you know, which the Sunrisers were. They were, they were banking on Williamson will come good uh, or Rashid Khan will come good and will win the match. Um, but Dhoni doesn't play like that. That's not how he yeah. functions. He he wants all his players to be in a position to win the game if called on. And and that was the difference with Chennai. You know, they, they I mean only Raidu, I suppose, had an outstanding IPL. Um, in terms Otherwise, of Otherwise everybody had you know, I mean everybody had spurts of IPLs. Yeah, I mean in terms of sheer sort of volume of numbers, only Raidu had uh, that. But everybody else won Chennai at least one game or two games. And yep, ultimately, absolutely. that's all you need. But also the one thing that, you know, came to the fore was the fact that, you know, you need a team and you don't need a team of superstars. The other team that actually proved it, uh, the two other teams that Rahul proved the fact that you can have consistent players and they can win you games is Hyderabad. They did have like a superstar team, but they were up there. They were, they were there. You know, Kane Williamson just came into his own. And Calcutta. So, and the team that actually faded away, having all the superstars, was Bangalore. So, the one thing that the T20 has shown is that... Superstars don't get you anywhere. Um, 
in uh, in T20 cricket. I, I believe that very strongly. Um, you know, uh, Mahendra Singh Dhoni obviously deserves a lot of credit for what he does with the Chennai team on the pitch. But, you know, Stephen Fleming um, deserves a great deal of credit for what he does with the Chennai team off the pitch. Um, he's the one ultimately that picks the players for the auction. Um, he's the one that creates the culture and it's a winning culture that he creates. He creates a mentality that whoever walks into Chennai, um, you know, Rayudu walked into Chennai from after being left out by, by Bombay. And, uh, you know, he just walks into that place like he's always played there. I mean, that, that is uh, an amazing culture. And if you think of 11 IPLs, Chennai have been in the playoffs nine times. Nine times. Um, nine they've times. been in the final seven times and they've won it three times. I mean, that just goes to show you that there is a mentality at that place um, that is just built around winning. And it's it's great. Yep, absolutely, Rahul. I think it's been a great IPL. It's been a great IPL to also see the fact that there were youngsters who, you know, came to the fore. The young talent, the bench strength of India came to the fore. And all of them are now going to England. A lot of them are going to go to England. And, and, and it, it, it's a great sign for, for Indian cricket that you know, we have a tournament where the youngsters get a chance to show themselves and showcase their talent. And the fight for the eleven in the in the team is is constantly going on. I think that's no, what no, the idea does. I, I think it's great. I think it's um, it, it's just wonderful that uh, the IPL has become this great platform to showcase Indian cricket and Indian talent. And if you look around. Um, I don't think there's any other country that is producing the quality of talent that India is producing. That India does. And I think that the IPL is, is the ultimate showcase of that. Yep. And the last thing the last thing before we leave is uh, just to say farewell to AB de Villiers. I mean, it came as a shock. It really came as a shock out of the blue. You know, but I think we have to respect it. But what a player. I think the most complete cricketer that our generation has seen, Rahul. I mean, we have heard stories of Vivian Richards and we were young when, when I think Richards was playing, but the most complete cricketer is A.B. de Villiers. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people say that they were shocked by it. I, I wasn't surprised by it, to be honest. Uh, um, I think that A.B. has been... Uh, uh, he's been quite vocal about uh, him wanting to spend more and more time with his family. Um, and I think that... Uh, being Australia for the first time uh, in that test series in, in South Africa. Um, I think that's a, that's a sign that he wanted to, to sign off there. Um, a lot of people would have thought he would have hung around until the World Cup. But, um, you know, I think A.B. de Villiers is, um, as you mentioned, I mean, he's a complete cricketer. He's a complete um, player. You know, he, he just is a complete, he's a wonderful fielder, um, was a wicket keeper. But sometimes I think that people lose sight of how, just how good a batsman he was. Um, yeah. uh, I certainly think that he's the best South African batsman since readmission, so since 1991. Um, South Africa have always been a team that um, their greats have come in their bowling. Um, but de Villiers um, and Jack Callis probably um, would be the two greatest batsmen I think that they've produced um, very different batsmen, but two great batsmen that they've produced since readmission. And 
yeah, the world of cricket is uh, going to sorely miss him. Um, yeah, because, I mean, he was the most complete player in any format. And I think the most entertaining player, the guy who could actually take the game away from you. And, you know, I mean, if you see the kind of strokes he played, the kind of batting that he did, you never knew where to bowl to him because he could have like 10 shots to every to every delivery. I mean, it was just unbelievable kind of batting. No, he was... He was and, and, and he... Um, he always entertained. You know, he, he always. always played positively. Um, you know, he he always kept the scoreboard ticking. And uh, you know, for me, yeah, all right, his his average will, will be, is about fifty, which is fantastic. I mean, let's face it. Um, but it's not only about the number of runs you score; it's about the way that it's about how you score and the way you score. Um, and uh, for me, De Villiers is up there with Brian Lara um, as just one of the most the two of the most entertaining players I've ever seen yep I agree with you Rahul and that's all we have time for as we bid farewell to AB De Villiers I will bid farewell to Rahul Puri Mr. Puri thank you very much we will be back next week I think with a World Cup special yes yes looking forward to that looking forward to talking more football with all you guys and like we say uh, keep listening to us keep writing to us let us know what you want to hear what you don't want to hear uh, I'm sure we are open to criticism aren't we Mr. Puri absolutely sir absolutely sir thank you very much you have a good day and we shall be back next week all the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher iTunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to News Laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.